0: Finally, right, finally, 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 we have, ladies and gentlemen, boy am I excited. This is a cause for celebration. Can we get an applause, please, right, right, we now finally, finally have a Speaker of the House, and that would be Mike Johnson from Louisiana. Let's listen.
1: The challenge before us is great, but the time for action is now, and I will not let you down. Thank you I want to say to the American people, on behalf of all of us here, we hear you. We know the challenges you're facing. We, we know that, uh, that there's a lot going on in our country, domestically and abroad, and we are ready to get to work again to solve those problems, and we will. Our mission here is to serve you well, to restore the people's faith, in this house, in this great and essential institution.
0: Ah, so very, very good news. I'm going to play a little bit more. We got so much to get to today because, oh my gosh, new news. You know, the story that we haven't been talking about is Hunter Biden. And there's some really alarming stuff that has just come to us courtesy of America First Legal that shows the government was right in there, their whole cybersecurity team. Two weeks before the election, making sure that every possible publication made sure not to publish anything on Hunter Biden. I mean, we knew a little bit about that, right? But wait till you see the extent to which they went. Tons of information coming about that today. We are brought to you in part by Legacy Precious Metals, LegacyPMInvestments.com one If you're interested in investing in gold or silver, these are the guys. Really just a wonderful team over there. I want to tell you, I am so touched because, you know, you know how passionately I feel about Israel. And we're going to get into that stuff today as well. But those guys over at Legacy Precious Metals. Charles said this on the show the other day, the CEO, when he came on, I actually started my eyes filled up with tears because I was just so blown away by his generosity. I'm blown away by your generosity. Legacy Precious Metals is matching your donations. And these donations, we just get a couple more days of this emergency fund right now. The emergency fund goes directly to all the victims in Israel on the ground that have been so hit hard. We will talk in greater detail about that. But I just wanted to To give a plug for Legacy Precious Metals, because again, the generosity, both from Charles and his entire team there, has blown me away. Your generosity has blown me away. I have partnered with the International Fellowship for Christians and Jews And they have this emergency fund and they are doing everything they can to get hot meals to the elderly in some of these towns that have been hard hit. Get coloring books to the kids that are in these shelters. You can call now at 1-800-248-8881. I've also pinned the link if you just want to donate online. Listen, any, any bit, $2, $5. Know that legacy precious metals is gonna is gonna double that, okay? So just it's, it's, your money is going to a very very good place. This is what we need to do as good Christians right now. Help our fellow people in need, and they need us. They need us. I'm going to talk a little bit more because the, the details on the violence are pretty grotesque. But let's talk first here. Celebrate again a little bit. Like I, I was like, how long is this going to go on? All right. Listen, this is a win. This is a win for America. It's a win for the American people. It is a win for grassroots conservatives that have said, you know what, I've had it with the $33 trillion and still counting and the $200 trillion in outstanding liabilities. Enough, enough, enough already. All right. We need somebody in there who's going to take the bull by the horns, get everybody together. Hey, we got an election coming up, folks, 2024. And wait until you see, wait until you hear what the government CISA was doing to make sure that the bad stuff about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden did not get out. Moreover, according to a new report out of Fox News that I want to get to, written by someone I know well and and trust as just a dynamite reporter, the government had 40 sources that were reporting on concerns about Joe Biden and his conflicts of interest in terms of foreign lobbying, et cetera, et cetera. So this is all coming up in today's show. A lot to get to. Welcome. It's great to see so many of you back here live. Again, much, much to discuss. But let's start first with the business of the day, which is, for goodness sakes, our darn border, our poorest border, where we have learned that more than 100 people since the start of the month on the known terror watch list have been apprehended. Our new Speaker of the House says, you know what? We're going to do something about it. Listen.
1: We, we have a catastrophe at our southern border. The Senate and the White House can no longer ignore the problem. From Texas to New York, wave after wave of illegal migrants are stressing our communities to their breaking points. We, we know that our streets are being flooded with fentanyl in all of our communities, children, and even adults are dying from it. The status quo is unacceptable. Inaction is unacceptable. And we must come together and address the broken border. We have to do it.
0: Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Please, let's address it. The fentanyl, the threat of terrorism, the strain, economic strain, cultural strain, on communities across America. Heck, even New York City's figured that out by now. They can't even deal with it. Eric Adams finally saying, you know what, New York is not going to be New York City anymore. Oh, everybody's left that has any money, right? Because the taxes are insane. You don't get anything for those taxes, and now you're flooded with illegal immigrants who take up 25% of hospital space in New York right now. Think about that. It can't sustain itself. Meanwhile, lots of questions about who the heck is here. You might want to know, right? Let's look at some some testimony that just happened today. Biden's DHS, they got no clue. They don't know who's coming in.
2: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Morant, um, since President Biden's been president, uh, how many non-American citizens have come into our country illegally or on the basis of a claim of asylum?
1: Thank you, Senator. Um, HSI as an investigative agency is. uh, Do you know the number? No, Senator.
2: You're a senior member of Homeland Security, are you not? That's correct. Does anybody know the number? None of you know the number. Try 8 million. Now, of that 8 million, how many were children, Mr. Morant? I don't have that number. You don't know. Does anybody know? None of you know. Isn't that special? Let's assume half. Okay. Eight million is four Nebraskas. Right? Four new states. Let's assume, I don't think it's as high, half of them are children. How many of the, how many of those 8 million people are still here? Do any of you know? Okay. Um, how many how many of those 8 million are claiming asylum? You don't know? How many of them claim asylum and don't show up for their hearing? Nobody knows? How many of them claim asylum, don't show up for the hearing, and President Biden has deported them? You don't know? How many of them have claimed asylum, shown up for the asylum hearing, and been denied asylum and been deported? You don't know.
0: they don't know they don't know and you know what this is not a good time ladies and gentlemen to not know not when the head of the fbi christopher ray just told us this
1: in this heightened environment there's no question we're seeing an increase in reported threats and we've got to be on the lookout especially for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own so i'd encourage you To stay vigilant, because as the first line of defense, protecting our communities, you're often the first to see the signs that someone may be mobilizing to violence. You
0: you, you know what makes me. I'd also ask you. You know what makes me really, really angry? They're saying it's up to you. You know, okay, fine. We'll do what we can. But hey, guys, you know, isn't it up to our government that, that charges us a fortune in taxes to actually try and keep us safe? Isn't it up to the government to actually patrol the border? How is it that Senator Kennedy can sit there and be asking Biden's team, do you know this? Do you know this? Do you know this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know who's here. I don't know who has or hasn't shown up for their asylum hearing. I don't know who's a terrorist who's not, for goodness sakes. Shame on you. Joe Biden and your entire team, shame on you. Because we are now in a situation where we're in a heightened security threat environment so much that Christopher Ray has to come out and give us that warning. And we don't know anything about the people that are here, despite the fact that we pay all this money to our U.S. government to try and actually do the right thing and maybe have a border. This is a problem. You know what they're doing? They're so busy trying to, Chase fake threats, right? They get to deprogram all those MAGA conservatives. They get to deprogram half the country that voted for Trump. That's their priority. The other priority is to manipulate whatever it is that you're hearing so that you can't hear it ahead of the next election. I'm telling you, I think this administration is in violation of the First Amendment in a major way. One court has already upheld that, let's be very clear. That's got to be addressed. We're going to talk about that some more in a second. But before I do, I, again, want to get back to what's happening in Israel because I'm just really, really concerned that Israel is not being able to do what it needs to do. It's not being allowed to do what it needs to do. Can you imagine if after 9-11, the world said to us, if France said to us or the UK said to us, hey, you know, America... You're not allowed to go into Afghanistan. You're not allowed to take out ISIS. What would we have said to them? We're putting Israel in a very, very, very bad spot here. And I get it. It's awful. There are hostages there. We've gotten, what, four out at this point, two Americans, two Israelis. It's horrible. But again, Israel was so badly attacked, so badly harmed, and needs the ability to fight for itself. But somehow Barack Obama's in the wings here. Just came out with his big piece this week. It took him four days to, like, say how sorry he was for the the 1,400 people of innocent people of Israel that were attacked. But, you know, Obama's in the background, and suddenly that ground attack that Israel was supposed to have happened I mean, well over a week ago now, has not yet happened. President Biden was questioned about this just a short time ago at the White House. I want you to hear his answer
1: with uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, who obviously you've known uh, for decades, and you had a very emotional trip there last week to Israel. Have you sought assurances from him that he will hold off on a ground invasion into Gaza until the safe relief release of the hostages can be assured? And, of course, those include uh, 10 unaccounted-for Americans. No.
2: What I have indicated to him is that if that's possible to get these... Folks out safely, that's what he should do. his third decision, but I did not demand it. I pointed out to him if it's real, it should be done.
0: Mm. He Thank says you. he didn't demand it, okay, okay, I don't know. but listen to my words carefully. This is what you should do. <laughs> you know effectively, I do suspect that we demanded it unfortunately. Israel has two hands tied behind its back. While we sit here in America and allow our college campus kids, elite institutions, these hoity-toity kids that, by the way, think that we all, taxpayers, have to pay back their student loans, they sit there and chant about genocide to Israel. It's really pretty disgusting. Meanwhile, the president that we do have in place right now, by the way, his poll numbers are looking really, really bad, but understandably because he keeps rambling Mentally, he does not seem to be entirely there, which is why, again, I do suspect that this is Obama behind the scenes. It is Antony Blinken working with Obama behind the scenes to pull whatever strings necessary because, for some reason, Barack Obama has always had a thing about Iran. Listen to this. Mentally not well.
2: We want to, for example, at the G20, we were able to act on a proposal I had to bring to build a railroad all the way from Riyadh, all the way through the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, Israel, up through Greece, and then across the, uh, not the railroad, but pipeline across the the Mediterranean up into Europe.
0: Focus. (laughs) What is he talking about? Really, really? Do you know what he's talking about there? You got me. Because by the way, I thought that they didn't like Energy, if he's talking about a pipeline, I'm assuming that's for energy. The railroad, you got it. I mean, he's all over the place. He's not in good form. And what's troubling is he got kind of put in that spot by some people who wanted him in that spot. And you have only to look at what we're now seeing. First of all, I want to start with the Fox report that just came out. Fox reporting It says the FBI, take a look at this very good reporter over there, Brooke Singman, I I know her well. FBI received criminal information from over 40 confidential sources on Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, James Biden. This is according to Chuck Grassley. So Chuck Grassley's been all over this. Remember, we would not have known had it not been for Chuck Grassley about a whole lot of stuff, including the fact that that there were all these money payments going back and forth. We wouldn't have known because, you know what, they didn't want us to know. America First is out with some new information here today. They're very concerned because, well, there's something called the Foreign Registration, Foreign Agent Registration Act that you're supposed to actually register for, right? You're supposed to actually register for the thing if you're acting as a foreign agent. In other words, you can't take millions of dollars from all around the world. And yet, it's exactly what was going on. So this goes on. America First Legal went in, and they looked at the cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency, CISA as it's known, some of their documentation. They have a lawsuit, you see, so they had all this discovery, and they got these documentation, these reports that show, what do you know? The federal government participated in an effort to discredit the Hunter Biden laptop story on the same day of the New York Post reporting. Remember the New York Post told us about this laptop that existed with all kinds of salacious pictures on it and that the FBI was doing an investigation into it? Oh, but we weren't supposed to know that. No, no, no. You weren't supposed to know any of it. You weren't supposed to know any of it because, well, they didn't want you to know any of it. But this is pretty explosive stuff, you know, as they like to say, bombshell. This was the bombshell on October 22nd, 2020. This was just a couple of weeks before the election day. CISA, this is a cyber security thing within the government. Officials reported on the laptop story saying, quote, Q conspiracy theory explodes ahead of the election. Reports about what was purported to be Hunter Biden's computer hard drive have sparked renewed activity from Q and linked it to the 2016 Pizzagate conspiracy. So this is an internal memo that went out, an internal memo that went out and basically was putting everybody on alert. Now, what are you supposed to do in defense of some of these social media companies, et cetera? You got your government saying this is all fake, this is all bogus, and you know they're worried that lives could be lost, a la pizza gate, etc. What do you think they do? I'm gonna see if I can show this to you guys because this is worth seeing. Um, I, I do want to show you. So let's take a look here. Unacceptable, just unacceptable what was going down. And it's so good that it's coming out. Okay. Do you see this here now? So this is, this is what effectively um, got put out there. This is kind of a, a memo. So they wanted to make sure that everybody knew that there was a Russia state-backed media operation continuing to spread vaccine disinformation, Facebook to ban ads, discouraging vaccines, TikTok banning accounts that spread QAnon theories and disinformation, QAnon conspiracy forum, back online with help from Russia internet firm, QAnon conspiracy theory explodes ahead of the election, and you see that the theory was, in fact, that (laughs) that the Hunter Biden laptop was all fake. So that's, you see, what they were actually worried about. My gosh, it goes on to say that the New York Post here is part of this, that the New York Post is is pushing this QAnon stuff because, well, the New York Post is just wrong, and so everybody's got to double down. And make sure that the fake news is is rooted out. Except the fake news wasn't fake. You see, that's the problem here. The fake news was all real. You see, Hunter Biden was taking money from a lot of places and people he shouldn't have been taking money from. Spending it just as fast. Don't take my word. NBC News ran that headline recently. Millions of dollars coming in and millions of dollars going out. Now you can't do that. You can't do that when your dad's the vice president and yet he didn't care. He did it anyway. And so some people have said to me, well, what would you do, Trish? Like, you know, it's your kid and you get some kind of screw up that's like, well, I don't care. You know, mom, you're vice president, but I'm going to, I'm going to go make my living using your name and, I'm a fully grown adult. They keep calling him a kid. He's not. He's older than me. I'm a fully grown adult. I get to go and do this. Well, you know, typically the way it works, I mean, I'll, I'll give you you know examples. I mean, my spouse, my husband, works in finance. I can't trade a single stock, a single stock without getting it approved by his firm because it's all documented by the SEC. Oh, Congress can trade all the stocks they want, right? Like, they don't have to get anything approved. Nancy Pelosi has inside information. Her husband can trade on it. That's crazy. That is, they, they monitor me, but they don't monitor Nancy Pelosi. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden has access to his dad. Clients want better access to his dad. So they go through Hunter Biden and somehow... He gets away with not registering as a foreign agent and nobody bothers to check anything. Well, apparently they did sort of bother to check it. They just didn't do anything. Again, going back to Brooks reporting that the FBI received criminal information from over 40 confidential sources on Joe Biden, Hunter, James, the whole lot of them. So, wow. Wow. Like, what a, what a family. What a family. I showed you the other day, at least in one of the shorts. Do you guys ever go to my shorts? If you do, great. If you don't, make sure you look at those, too, because we put out some interesting information there. And in the shorts, you'll see there was actually a, a check, a $200,000 check that was from his brother. It was in 2018. It must have been a lobbying client of some, like, two-bit hospital that was on its last legs. And this hospital sent his brother a check for $200,000. And what do you know? The very same day, the check gets made out to Joe Biden. For the exact same amount, $200,000. Is it coincidence? I don't know. I don't know the answer to it, but I'd like to know. And this is why we actually have to keep up the pressure. And this is why it's important to have the Speaker of the House so he can continue to keep up the pressure on this stuff because this is just, it's just not right. We also need to know what the heck was going Like, why would we have left all of those weapons, ladies and gentlemen, in Afghanistan because... Joe and Tony thought it was really important to pull the heck out. And they leave all this weaponry, which is just wild and stupid and pathetic. We left it all there. Now we've gotten reports from people close to the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, that have said the weaponry that they're seeing came from Afghanistan. It's American weaponry. How tragic is that? I want to remind you, I want to remind you not to lose sight of any of this. I mean, you think of the people that were killed, the Americans that were killed as we left Afghanistan. And you think of the Israelis that were killed. I I want to go to a segment on Piers Morgan's show. He interviewed a journalist who had seen some of the video, the, the GoPro cameras that the IDF soldiers had on. And this journalist said he needed to see it because he just needed to see it for himself because there's so much misinformation out there. You get Rashida to leave that somehow thinks it's Israel's fault. You get the kids at Harvard, 30 groups, saying it's Israel's fault. And he just wanted to see this, especially in light of some of the sentiment that we see perpetuated over and over and over again disgusting anti Semitism. So he went and saw it. I'm not showing the pictures. But he describes it in detail, so I'll just give you that heads up. If you if you can't handle it, you should know that. But here's this journalist who saw all this speaking to Piers Morgan. I want you to watch. Or so I did. <laughs> Apparently the uh, the video file has unfortunately disappeared at the moment so we will we will try that again later but anyway piers morgan did interview this journalist and and I'll paraphrase he said that it was just tragic the video he saw was tragic that in one case a father was just blown to smithereens right in front of his two kids the soldier acted like it was nothing he handed one of the kids a water the kids were just bawling and then took them off right to be hostages there were a whole series of things people being burned alive You've heard, of course, the stories of the rape and the women being paraded through the streets while people are shouting Allah is great, despite the reality that these women are are bleeding from their crotches. I mean, it's just such horror that you can't even imagine. This journalist described it to peers as ISIS on steroids. In other words, Hamas is so much worse than ISIS. So why is it that the Associated Press is somehow not even willing to call Hamas, which we have designated a terror organization, a terror organization right now, not even willing to say that. And it, President Biden today trying to say that, well, you know, not everyone in Palestine is, is like Hamas. Okay, I get it. No, not everybody is. But the Palestinian Authority, not too much better either. I showed you yesterday what they issued on Friday, which was effectively a declaration of war. They were instructing imams at mosques, to cite a particular a particular verbiage which would call on killing all Jews. I mean, this is not, this is, this two-state solution, I'm sorry, I don't know how you're going to get there, not with a group of people that want the other people dead. And that is the problem that we are facing, we are facing today. And in the meantime, you got a government that I don't fully entirely trust right now that actually was very effectively trying to shut down speech in a massive way. You know, some of that has been tempered. Heck, I'm here with you right now, but I could tell you in the beginning, like I didn't even, it was like, what's the point? Like I'm talking to myself. I mean, granted, I don't don't mind talking to myself. And even if there's only 10 of you, you know, hopefully we do get to talk to each other. But it was certainly hard. I mean, it's gotten a little bit better. We're up to 155,000 now here on YouTube. So thank you for that. We're doing great over at Rumble. So for those of you that are, are watching live on Rumble, more like 275,000 or so. So that's exciting. But it tells you we need, we need more outlets. We need more opportunities for people to connect because I'm scared again. I'm worried that exactly the same thing is going to happen all over again. I should tell you that I have just, I've been working hard on a brand new website. And I would love for you To connect with me there. So I'm actually going to, in the chat right now, let's pull this up, um, at least give you that website, which is trishreganmedia.com. So go over here to HTTPS, trishreganmedia.com. If you have not signed up to join my email list, Please try and do that. Do that because, again, you know, you just never know. I mean, I'm looking what happened two weeks before the election. And then I think about what happened personally to me when one of my team members posted a story on the Hunter Biden laptop after, after, and this was to Facebook, after Joe Biden was already in the Oval Office. And it got really badly. Like they said, this was against all the rules, da, 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 da. And they had me take it down. They made me take it down. And then they said, you will have restricted access to people for a year, 365 days. So for those of you that are like, where have you been, Trish, where have you been? I'm like, I'm here. It's just sometimes hard for me to reach you because, uh, well, there's there's things like that that have happened. And then it turns out, of course, that the, the story was all true. So why did I get channel banned for a year, hmm? And and when you think about it, what are the big networks up against? Think about Fox News, where I was, where I did the unthinkable because I actually called out this whole March 2020 thing. I'm speaking in euphemism here; I kind of have to. But in March 2020, we did something really stupid. We were shutting down the country, and I was like, "Wait, you need you need a strong economy in order to fight this thing, and you run the risk that this is going to be highly politicized," which it was. And suddenly, I'm no longer on the air. You think about Tucker and, uh, well, January 6th, right? Was he getting at the root of something that people didn't really want to hear? I mean, you saw the video from the other day. Rashida Tlaib did this whole big, you know, we hate Biden. And then there was a whole slew of people that went into the Rotunda building and they kind of, took it over and there were some arrests, et cetera, but that didn't make a ton of news. Not the way the (laughs) documentary done by Nancy Pelosi's daughter. Do not forget that. Okay. That somehow gets lost in everything. And it really, really, really ticks me off because all of that footage from January 6th, come on, Nancy, you couldn't call your friends at NBC, ABC, CBS. You don't have any reporter friends that you could reach out to. Instead, And I'm looking for the video if you see me looking off camera. Instead, no, 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 she called her daughter. She called her daughter in to actually pull all that together for everyone. And I think that that is kind of, sort of troubling. Because the the seemingness of that, it certainly seemed quite biased. Okay, so I'm going to show you this. Everybody presented this over and over and over and over again in a loop. Like in the beginning, they'd say, oh, it was shot by Nancy Pelosi's daughter. But after some point, like it just, they stopped saying that. CNN presented it as their exclusive. They had an exclusive bug up there. CNN, you weren't in there. You bought it from Alexandra Pelosi. So Alexandra probably made money on top of it all. I mean, it's really, really kind of weird. Here we go. Bobby comes, I'm going to punch him out. I'm waiting for this. CNN exclusive in the top left the hand, hand side. I'm going to punch him out and I'm going to go
2: to jail and I'm going to be happy. The footage was shot by filmmaker Alexandra Pelosi, the speaker's daughter, for an HBO documentary. She was with her mother as she fled the Capitol.
1: Yes, yes, ma'am. yes. We
0: have got to get finished the proceedings or else we're going to have a complete
2: victory. Later, she can be heard checking in with Vice President Mike Pence.
0: Yes, it is. she she was checking in with Mike Pence, the whole thing. I mean, look, you know, it it wasn't ideal. Granted, you know, could things have happened differently? Should the president have been more proactive? Sure, you know, you can get into all that. But, like, at the end of the day, the reality was this. The reality was that Nancy Pelosi had a view of this that was put out to the world with no actual independent reporting. It was reporting that was done by her daughter. <laughs> and nobody in the media called them out on that. And so that is, that is, I think, a big part of why Tucker Carlson is no longer there at Fox. I, I did an interview yesterday. We're going to separate it out. You can go watch all of yesterday's show, which was on last night. But I will also make sure that we separate this out. It's with Chris Buskirk, who is an entrepreneur, and he is one of the founders of 1789 Capital, which is a venture capital firm, basically, that's looking to invest in in opportunities, opportunities that are very American and good for America. Part of that is in the media business, right? So they made a big $15 million, not huge, but, you know, something to get them started, I guess, uh, investment with Tucker Carlson. And they're making investments in technology companies and all kinds of companies, manufacturing companies, really, really interesting stuff. That was with Chris. So I encourage you to listen to that. Again, the team will put that out a little bit later today so you can watch that. But it's just really important, I think, that we have these these ways of communicating with each other. Rumble is certainly one of them. Actually, Chris was an investor in Rumble as well early on. We need to be able to – so make sure if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, make sure you, you subscribe to this channel on Rumble on YouTube, I don't know what's going on with Facebook. I I don't think it's Facebook's fault. Actually, today there's something technologically that's challenged there, so we're not up there. We'll post it a little bit later, but we're not live on Facebook today. I usually am. I love seeing you guys. Love having you here. There is so much to discuss, indeed. Don, great to see you again, Leslie. Thank you for the nice, nice comments. And uh, yeah, Abel, um, that he is. He's he's someone that I think a lot of people will like. I'm amazed that they were able to get it done. Abel's referring here, for those that are listening on the Apple podcast, to the 59th speaker saying he is very, very MAGA. Look, I think it's a win for, it's a win for the party. It's a win for the American people. It really is because we need that speaker and we need to get down to, to brass tacks, roll up our sleeves, get this budget thing straightened out, get the border thing straightened out and straightened out and And really start to prioritize. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying America first, right? America first. Thank you very much. That should be what we care about, what we care about the most. Great to see you all. We'll do this again tomorrow. We get some more stuff coming your way. So stay tuned. Make sure you hit the bell. And I'll see you soon.